Hey there, my name is Cara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, 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 how's it going? Good, I hope. Now look what's happening, just two more shows left of the season. It has just rocketed by for me and I love it, love it, love it, love it. Now I actually think I need to reach out to more guests and every season I think I'm going to run out of ideas but it always works out in the end so that's pretty cool. There's plenty of people that want to you know share an awesome story and I want to give that platform to them. So on that note, let me tee up the penultimate episode of the season for you. I am talking to Brian Saunders today. Now, before I go on, pause this episode and go and follow him on Instagram. His handle is foodlies. There we go, there was a pause. (laughs) Welcome back. He is ever so passionate about righting the wrongs in the world of nutrition. He is super busy, so I am very, very genuinely grateful for him taking the time to chat to me. He just wants to share his thoughts and, like me, be the platform for others to do so. Um, And on a more huge scale at that. And what better way to do that than make a documentary? So listen in and hear what Brian has to say today. Before we get started, let me tell you, I have a discount code again for the lovely guys over at Hunter and Gather Foods. So if you would like to grab a packet of their collagen peptides, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and I will put a link in the show notes and check out with the code Karen20. So if you don't know much about collagen, it will help promote muscle repair, recovery from exercise, enhance your bone density, aid cartilage repair, regenerate and help with elasticity of your skin and connective tissue and ligaments. Here, that sounds pretty good. So if you want to grab yourself a bag, as I say, head on over to hunterandgatherfoods.com and use Karen20 at checkout. Enjoy, guys. Today on the show, I am talking to Brian Saunders. Brian has been on my radar for a while now. Actually, he first came to my attention, of course, on Instagram, where everybody is, um, sharing all of his thoughts on food and more. And I'm sure we're going to dive into that a lot in the show he has a lot going on from what I can tell anyway so I'm super (laughs) grateful super grateful that he's taken the time to talk to me today and now if my research is correct he is involved in two podcasts Peak Human and Sapien which is pretty new as well as creating a documentary called Food Lies and I think we are going to have a lot to talk about today I almost don't know where to start but let's start with hello (laughs) hello Brian (laughs) welcome to the show you're yeah. welcome. So is that is that kind of what you're doing right now? Have I got all the, the box ticked? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm doing a few other things, though. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I have a lot going on. Maybe maybe too much, some might say, but I love to stay busy doing the yeah. film, doing the podcast. I do health coaching. I'm partnered with a doctor, and we're in a medical clinic in Los Angeles, seeing patients, helping them with weight loss, uh, type 2 diabetes, you know, other chronic disease reversal and and kind of just getting optimum there with their diet and lifestyle. And then I'm also, I have a grass-finished meat company here ah. in the U.S. If, you know, if you, we ship out grass-finished meat, you know, I, I'm very into sustainable farming and, 
eating nose to tail and yeah the company's called nose to tail yes so, i did know that as well actually i feel they didn't get that piece of information in. <laughs> it's all good it's yeah. all good we don't need to make this an advertisement i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> so brian you are a filmmaker with a degree in mechanical engineering for first and foremost aren't you how how did the food and fitness health journey begin where did all that start yeah. Well, I started with film growing up. I was really into it. I thought I was going to get into film, but then I was like, hey, wait, I'm getting like straight A's in math and science. Maybe I should just do mechanical engineering. <laughs> and I went to UCLA for that and it was great. And I you know, did some of that uh, engineering work and worked for actually Disney and Universal Studios. I built rides, you know, these amusement park rides and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then I got into tech and learned all about tech and you know, that kind of startup life. And then I got back into film. So I kind of went full circle, but I gained a lot of skills along the way. Mm. So that that's kind of my my base right there. But but then what really got me into the health world is my parents had ill health. So around the time I turned 30, which is kind of when you can you can't do whatever you want anymore. You can't just eat whatever you want and just, you know, get Mm -hmm. by. And so my health was catching up with me a little bit. And then my parents, my my dad, had um, he's actually died of cancer. And my mom is in the very, very last stages of Alzheimer's mm. as of now. But mm. this all kind of happened around that time five years ago, six years ago. And I got really interested in health. I started looking into ancestral health. I started uh, kind of, my friends were, were kind of improving their health. I was like, oh, well, why are they getting mm-hmm. so slim and strong? And, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, here's this Mark Sisson book, mm-hmm. you know, Primal Blueprint. And then, and then I kind of dove in and learned about all kinds of different stuff. And I kind of studied it all, right? I looked at all kind of different w- things and ways of eating. And I tried different things out. And, oh, and eventually I found my way to this world where, where uh, I think all the you know ancestral health and modern science combines into just just the, the the really human correct way of eating, and then that led me to want to make a film about it because I was like, oh, I, I'm having such great success. I thought I was doing okay. You know, I was a guy. I thought I was fine. I thought I was super healthy. I thought it was normal to just you know be a little bit overweight and just have allergies or just have uh, chronic problems, you know, just with your joints or my wrists. I had kind of overuse injuries from the computer. It was like inflammation in my my forearms and wrists and all these kind of like small things that you think are normal. Yeah. And then I started eating this way and they all went away. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, <laughs> I should probably tell someone about this, you know, tell the world. Yes. And, you know, I was getting back at the film and then I watched What the Health, that mm-hmm. vegan propaganda film. Uh, two years ago, it was mm-hmm. about two years, two months ago, and I was like, "Well, now I'm going to make the film. <laughs> this is the day I'm going. I decided to make it, and and the rest is history." I love that. Oh, thanks so much for sharing. I, I love the way it's all come full circle again. You know, you did the film, and now you're doing. You're going back to the film, but with all this extra knowledge that you have, it's very cool. And it's <laughs> and it's interesting that you know you've come across Mark Sissons, and that's Sisson. Sorry, there's no S on the end. I keep doing that. <laughs> Mark Sisson, Ooh. and I came across him as well. And you just wonder, you know, how did that happen? How did we come across these people, and all of a sudden we were all in when there's plenty of people out there that just are completely unaware I don't know what it is that well maybe well, you had your parents who were sick and that gave you the urge and I don't even know what gave me the urge because I don't have a big story where I was really 
really sick or touch wood mm-hmm. anybody in my family was it just came into my radar and I find I find myself being more and more grateful for that that it's come my way when I know there's plenty of other people that just have no idea and maybe don't care almost yeah yeah it, it's great it's great how the world works and and it's so cool that now I you know I got to film with him and I got to play ultimate frisbee with him and yeah. you know it's just a crazy world did you do his uh, health coach certification? Or no, one? no, no. Actually, I, 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 um, I know it's a great program. I've been talking to him about hiring some of his health coaches. Mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was very good, very good. Because I did a really basic nutrition course, and I knew it needed to evolve way beyond that. So that's how I came across his one. That was great. Um, just to circle back around a little bit. So you mentioned that your mom had Alzheimer's. Have you done anything to try and maybe it is a little bit too late, like you say? But have you done anything to try and alleviate the sim- symptoms? Tried anything new with her? No, it was it was too late for her. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's like unresponsive at this point. There's, there's just really nothing to do. I actually tried. Someone at a conference gave me some exogenous ketones and showed me a video of another patient with Alzheimer's that drank these exogenous ketones, and they kind of came back to life wow. br- briefly because you know their brain could finally get some fuel. Mm. Right. It's if people listening don't know, it's a, a lot of Alzheimer's is type three diabetes. They're calling it where it's insulin resistance of the brain. Right. If you're chronically having insulin problems and eating the wrong foods your whole life, that your brain can't utilize glucose anymore. And so that's why it dies out. And then these ketones will allow, you know, they can cross that blood brain barrier and and get to the, the neurons and everything. So. Um, but yeah, I, I don't live in Hawaii anymore. That's where she is. And that's where I grew up. And so I don't, I never got to try those exogenous ketones with her. Yeah. It's maybe why you're so passionate now about trying to nip things in the bud for other people. Yeah. So yeah on that Spread note, the- let's, let's talk about your documentary, Food Lies. These outdated ideas are being constantly disproven. That's 120-year-old science. Science has moved forward. When will we admit that we've been wrong this whole time? Very excited. Um, I've watched the trailer of it. Uh, what can the listeners here expect from this? What and how's production yeah. coming along? By the way, as well. Yeah, well, it's a long road. You know, you you start out and you think, oh, well, you know, next year it'll be done, and mm-hmm. then you know, it never really works like that. But it, it's for the benefit because it it keeps dragging on because we're trying to make it so great. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and as it as it goes on. We get more ideas. We get more uh, interviews from great people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all these different things happen in, in life. Like we said, these great kind of things that come together. And we filmed with an amazing woman up in Canada, Tara Couture. Speaking of Instagram, mm. this is a must-follow account. Slow Down Farmstead. Slow Down Farmstead. I don't know that Slow one. Slow Down Farmstead. She is a hero. She is a world hero. She is just uh, I had her on my podcast and it was just a beautiful episode and she just talks about she just lives this lifestyle where she it's her own farmstead she raises all her own animals and kills them herself butchers them butchers them herself and cooks them all and she's raised raised three daughters like this and they're all super healthy super strong it's it's amazing like these people they never had cavities 
Well, yeah. her youngest daughter is like on the boys hockey team and and like squats like 225 pounds and she's just like a straight A student like perfect yeah. teeth. It's just amazing. So yeah. it, it it's really great. I just love those kind of stories and we we found a lot of them to get into the film and mm-hmm. and a lot of great people of all kinds were you know. So what can people expect in this film? Yeah. Well, we're covering it all. Yeah. So that that's kind of a family story and a you know farming story. So we're we're doing the health side, mm-hmm. and we're doing the the kind of sustainable farming. How can we do this and still you know because that kind of is always tied in, yes, right? When, when people yeah. are like, yeah, these vegan activists are like, oh, you're killing the world. And we're like, mm-hmm. no, we're not. Actually, you know, conventional large industrial agriculture is ruining the world, mm-hmm. but not animals. It's yeah. certainly not the animals. It's how we're managing them and and how our systems work and there's tons of problems with how we're raising plants too. Yes. And some good, one would say more, right? I'm doing a, I'm doing a new presentation or learning a lot about soil health and how that's the biggest thing and that we're ruining the soil by just our our, our industrial ways. Mm-hmm. So so to over like kind of recap the overview of the film yeah. It would start with the whole evolution side. It's like, where did we come from, right? Why, why are we here? How did we get here? What are we supposed to be eating? What did our ancestors eat? Then it moves on to what went wrong with our dietary advice because we ate one way for all of history, and then all of a sudden, you know, as we modernize and move to cities, things change, and then we had some weird ideas about meat. And there was even a religious influence. And then we kind of did some bad science in the 1950s. And we're like, oh, you know, we cut open some some uh, rabbits and they had cholesterol. Uh, they had high cholesterol and then their veins, their arteries had cholesterol in them. So it must be cholesterol. You can't eat cholesterol. Yes. And we're like, you know, well, the body doesn't work like that. And rabbits aren't meant to eat fatty foods anyway. No. So the experiment when they, you know, does, didn't really, wasn't accurate. So a lot of, lot of bad science there. Mm-hmm. opened up the door to this whole food industry and just low-fat foods and the, you know there's just a big story here and, and how yeah. we got on this train and all these doctors and dietitians bought into this low-fat paradigm and mm-hmm. and then we move along to modern science and then we're like hey well, what do, what do we know now that's different now now that it's you know in the 2000s we started do, doing some different studies and realizing that oh what is this whole ketogenic diet or what is this different metabolic state people are eating high fat and doing well mm-hmm. and so we kind of go through the whole thing and discuss the unifying theory of nutrition is what i'm calling it is once we look at all these things combined everything kind of lines up into one way of eating i'm not saying that everyone needs to eat the same way there's no like one size fits all diet mm-hmm. right it, but there's a there's dietary patterns there's a framework that everything makes sense in when you when you kind of look at this all of the all the different contexts and different lines of evidence we have so i feel like i use my mechanical engineering background to kind of do um, some critical thinking some you know like we to talk about root cause medicine with doctors we want to do the root cause treat the root cause, not just treat the symptoms. And we kind of need to do that in just the entire diet and lifestyle world is like go back to the roots and the beginnings and figure it out from first principles, you could say, right? And then then you can come up with this ideal human diet. And it's certainly not a bunch of packaged foods and, you know, (laughs) stuff you find in a a grocery store in 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 the aisles. So... And then, and then at the end, we we cover the sustainable 
kind of environmental aspect of things. Yeah. So that's the film. It sounds like you are really covering it all and, and I can see why it's taking you so long <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's bits come up all the time oh we need to get that in that's going to make the story complete you know I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it myself is it going to be on Netflix or probably one day I mean one day, yeah. I definitely yeah I, I don't see how it's not going to be on Netflix where yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, need... it might not just be out there immediately but yeah sure you, this, so is this your response to what the health <laughs> uh, kind of it's the response to every single vegan film out there and every single thing i've ever heard yeah you know online and all of this i've i've kind of taken them all in i've i've talked to them online i interact with them i've even had one a sort of vegan person to my house and did a podcast <laughs> with them to try to understand their views so yeah, yeah. It, I've taken it all in and figured out there's, they have no, they have no uh, answers. Like really when you get down to it, there's nothing that uh, I've tried to be open to any argument they have and they just don't. So I've often said on here, I need to be a bit more open-minded and get a vegan on to talk to, but I, I I don't know who to ask. Honestly, don't. (laughs) Can you point me in the direction of somebody? It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is vegans out there thriving, but I would still love to have the conversation with them and what their viewpoints are. But we'll we'll talk about meat in a second. I wanted to point out the the clip from the Food Lies, the Japanese food part. I I really enjoyed that, Mm. where, you know, everybody thinks it's all about rice, but it's not. It's mainly fish meat and vegetables and their their bar snacks are meat and cheese which i love <laughs> if we had that there that i'd be all so over cool. it yeah. cheese in a bar brilliant <laughs> yeah 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 i i went to japan uh, yeah about a year and a half ago it's so interesting because yeah i always thought it's like oh yeah they're just sitting there eating like mountains of rice and vegetables and you know maybe they have a little sushi once in a while yes. but everywhere it was just advertisements of fatty meat and wagyu and this is how fatty our meat is and look at how you know how how marbled it is and just everywhere you looked was meat and they're like they eat all the bits and pieces they eat you know way more than americans do at least yeah and and yeah and then they're pretty healthy and then the ones who aren't healthy are you know eating the sugars and the processed foods and all that the McDonald's down the road, yeah. Right. <laughs> funnily, I just, funnily enough, I watched a video the other day of um, Wagyu beef. I, I assume it was in Japan where they had big plates of it and they were dipping it into steaming hot bowls and that kind of cooked it a little bit and they ate it like mm. that. I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's They call it hot pot. Yeah. Oh, it just looks hot awesome. Pot. It's like hot. It's really good. We do that in Hawaii too, yeah. It's uh-huh. just, and it cooks it in like a second and then you and you can eat it. Yeah. yeah. Could you eat it raw? And probably that was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I we did have some raw wagyu actually. We uh, in Japan, they actually made sushi out of it. They had a little bit of rice and this uh, giant slab of wagyu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the rice, the rice there is in a tiny little bowl, isn't it? Whereas I don't know if it's the same in where you are. At, whenever we get, if we get a takeaway, the rice is massive. You know, it's a big carton of rice. <laughs> Where it's like a, yeah. a condiment over there, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, hundred percent. So, anywhere around the world, well, for one, it's just a way to have cheap filler, so they can the restaurant is, can make money, right? Exactly. They give you a ton of rice and you get filled up. But yeah, in, in Japan, it's this tiny little bowl, and I mean, I noticed a lot of people just don't even really eat it that much, especially you know the thin women, right? Like they know not to eat a bunch of rice. Like I talked to my sister, she's <laughs> kind of in that actor model world in, in Los Angeles and she's like, oh yeah, no one no one eats carbs. Like everyone understands that carbs and sugar are the problem in the, you yeah. know, the model world. 
Yeah, for so. sure. And if they eat, am I right in saying uh, soy, it tends to be the fermented type, which is easier to digest, would that be? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. raw soy is bad. And yeah, it'll get out some of those anti-nutrients. And, it, you know, if you raise it, if, if it's grown, like not like in a, the U.S. with Monsanto chemicals soaking mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know, or soy, it's a joke. But yeah, if you're you're doing it in the, the proper way, these... These are these ancestral methods, right? That we've all, we've developed over all of history to yeah. make foods more healthier for us, more bioavailable nutrients, and then also get out the anti nutrients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is it natto? Have you had that? Is that the creepy looking natto. stuff? Natto. Natto. I had that in Hawaii. <laughs> it is gross. Natto <laughs> is the it worst. It just looks like snot, doesn't it? <laughs> It tastes like that. Yeah, it tastes worse. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk about red meat then, the juicy stuff. Do Do you ever think that people have been conditioned so much to believe that it's not good for them that's going to be very difficult to, to make people change their minds now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main problem. Yeah. That's the main problem I see. I, I joke around that I'm here in Los Angeles and I haven't met a girl that eats red meat in years. Oh. And... <laughs> they just they just don't do it. Like they're not vegan or anything. They're just like, oh no no, I don't eat red meat. And then you know, like I have a little bit of chicken and fish, mm. and, and it's crazy. It's like that's part of the, the film is trying to spread the message that the red meat is the healthiest meat. Actually, mm. I mean, I don't even really care much for chicken and uh, pork as much, right? It's like the yeah. red meat is the healthy meat. Like that's has all the good stuff in it, mm. and. Yeah, it, it's a, this perception, especially with women, I, I made sure to get females in the film talking about like, yes, I eat steak, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's an American U.S. thing where, you know, these girls are afraid to eat it. They're like, go out on a date and, you know, you have to order some little salad or something. Yeah. Like, no, that's mm-hmm. not going to work. That's, that's not going to fill you up. You're going to be starving. And then two hours later, you're going to go get some worse food yeah you know, like after this date you're gonna go whole, go through jack-in-the-box or mcdonald's <laughs> drive through right because yeah. you're starving yeah. I hear so you. I, I really want to change that message about red meat specifically and and clear up all the food lies little mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. drop in the title there about it because it's not bad for the environment if you raise it correctly, it's not bad for you if you eat it correctly. And so there's a lot of context around eating, yeah. which is also kind of another story that we get lost. The modern people, they don't have a ton of context around food, like even killing an animal, right? We're so disconnected in cities that we don't understand that this is part of life. This is, you know, if you were a young kid growing up, in the old days, you would have seen animals butchered from before you could talk. Yeah. Right? And it would be normal for you. And you wouldn't think of it. You wouldn't, no one would be a vegan. It didn't, wouldn't make any sense. You're like, I understand the circle of life. For something to live, something has to die. Mm-hmm. We're disconnected from that. And I think that's what s- starts these vegan activists going is because they have no connection to their food, no connection to how it works. And they just like, oh, look at this cute bunny rabbit. Like, uh, why are we killing animals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I put up a comparison picture a while ago of a, a beef burger, just beef, 100% beef. That was it beside the um, Beyond Meat burger. I don't even think we have them here, but some, there's definitely a plant-based burger equivalent here. And I asked people which one they would pick. And I was very surprised the amount of people would have picked the Beyond Meat burger mm. above the meat burger. Because I 
think they believe it's morally the better choice. It doesn't even matter that you list all the ingredients. And then if, if they say something about the environment, I'll say, well, look at what needs to be done to get all of those ingredients. What, how many airplanes are needed to bring all those 45 million ingredients together as opposed to a cow that is perhaps up the street, which, which is what I do. I get all of my meat from a farm uh, locally. And I feel, and he sustains the land. And I feel like that is far better for the environment than picking this burger that's full of, I don't even know what is in it. What is, how do you make yeah. these things, you know? But yeah. that's, uh, people are uh, confused or conflicted. And I almost don't blame them because I've spent time in this world for probably about six years sort of researching and discovering things. And I often wonder if I didn't, would I be caught up in it all as well? No, no it makes sense. Because I even I was, you know, even last year, I didn't know certain things, yeah. right? So it's a, you're always learning. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whenever you were younger, was there anybody who was plant-based? Well, they wouldn't have called it that. <laughs> um, uh, vegan, whenever you were younger, whenever you were growing no. up, was there anybody? In Hawaii? No. I, I didn't know it existed. I, I don't recall. I, I've never thought about that. But, yeah. no, in Hawaii, we eat meats and vegetables and rice. And that was just, yeah, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to another girl on the podcast a while back, and I said to her, all I remember when I was younger, there was one vegetarian that's all mm -hmm. i remember and that was really unique then and it was because of the the cruelty thing i think that was the, mm -hmm. the whole reason which is a difficult argument for people you know if they don't want to kill animals there's not much you can do to convince them otherwise yeah. well if if anyone listening hasn't heard of lear keith she wrote an amazing book called the vegetarian myth okay and you could uh, read that, and she tackles each argument. She, there's three sections of the book, and it goes the moral and the ethical argument, and the then the environmental argument, and then the nutrition argument. And she just destroys it all because yeah. she actually destroyed her life being vegan for 20 years or something, yes. and she has permanent damage from it. From yeah, it, it's a, it's a great book. Yeah, I, I must put that in the show notes. And I hear a lot of people saying the same sort of story. So it's just whether people want to listen or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, Brian, have created the Sapien Diet, although I know you don't like the word diet. <laughs> neither, mm -hmm. neither do I. <laughs> what does a, a Sapien plate look like? Or is it never the same? Is that the point you can be kind of uh -huh. fle flexible? Uh, a bit, yeah. Well, I have this, you could call it the Sapien Framework, which is the yeah. bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And that can encompass many dietary strategies that are good. And I kind of figured, like, you can even be, you know, pescatarian and fit into the sapien framework if you're doing it correctly. If you're avoiding sugars, refined grains, and vegetable oils, you're not eating processed foods, you're eating just whole plant foods and fish and, you know, some eggs or something, yeah. that's perfectly fine, right? I, I believe that, you know, you you got to make your own choices about the ratios of plant to animal food. Mm -hmm. But the big thing is to at least embrace animal foods and understand the bioavailable nutrition of them and then uh, avoid the processed foods. And, and that's the simplest way to yeah. <laughs> explain the sapien framework. And then you could, you know, get into the details there from there. And then you could go all the way up to the carnivorous ends you know a lot of people are doing the carnivore mm -hmm. way of eating right mm -hmm. now right and they're curing things they didn't know were curable autoimmune issues and gut issues and you know even like ulcerative colitis and these like really bad Crohn's disease they're being cured which you know doctors didn't even know is possible mm -hmm. just by eating only meat yeah and it and it makes sense you know why it works it's like these plant foods have a lot of anti-nutrients and and they and they don't want to be eaten and there's different you know oxalates and lectins and mm -hmm. 
gluten, you know, most people have heard of gluten, but all these things aren't great for you in, in large amounts and certain people have different uh, reactions to them. So it's yeah. kind of individualized. So that's, yeah. so yes, yeah, so the sapien diet is for me, the, the, so like my like little corner of the sapien framework <laughs> that I currently do would be nose to tail meat, fish, eggs, plus fermented vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, kimchi, sauerkraut are the main ones for me. And then a bit of other, you know, my mushrooms, avocado, and I do some like grilled onions. I just mm-hmm. think those are so mm-hmm. good with some meat. So yeah. for me, that's that's all I'm doing these days. I, I kind of, you know, I think I ate too much spinach. I, I got into this that whole spit, kale and spinach craze. Yeah. And yeah. I did that for years. And I think I had problems with oxalates, you know. Mm. You, I hear people, that a lot. People, yeah, people don't know. It's like a lot of vegans get kidney stones. Because mm-hmm. it's kidney stones are made from calcium oxalate, right? It's, 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 if you have all these raw vegetables and all these high oxalates, they're going to build up. It's yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, this this way of eating is super tasty. Super, you can do a lot with the things I mentioned. Yeah. You know, like every day it's different and it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious and it's low in anti nutrients and it's super high in bioavailable nutrition. Sounds good. Sounds simple. And it is simple, but uh, maybe people just don't, aren't quite ready to go the simple route. I'm trying to make it, but it's still, even if you, you have to say it so many times or just educate people, like I can't just make one post about that and then everyone's just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Right. It it, it can be simple, but it took me even years to get this way. Even my friends who are eating this way i still was like oh you know carbs aren't that bad or like i just was like oh i i'll just eat this bread you know mm-hmm. at least this bread's not too bad but mm-hmm. then when i once i really dropped the bread it was like whoa there's this whole new ball game out there yeah. but just 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 a, a like message that yes it seems simple it's straightforward we'll call it straightforward yeah. but it's simple yes, right so exactly you have to work up to this and understand it and go on a journey to um you know yeah, find this. for sure and i used to eat a lot of kale and i don't know why because i never liked it <laughs> we got tricked yeah we kale thought it was not good you have to it's so tough as well you have to really uh, what is it put apple cider vinegar in it and get it to break down a little bit because it's just and i actually have a t-shirt that says kale on it i almost don't want to wear it anymore <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it, it, we we we've made some mistakes we, yeah. even with the fiber i think it, i mean that fiber that's too much fiber like yeah. you don't want all that like really stuff like grinding your insides mm-hmm. yeah exactly T- to be graphic i often say you know if you're bunged up more of that bunged upness isn't gonna help <laughs> exactly <laughs> all righty cool so am i correct in saying that you just to move on a bit uh, we're at an event recently and you were sampling all sorts of crazy Uh-oh. things yeah yeah <laughs> what well, happened what happened that was an interesting thing so I got asked to speak at a food industry conference. So I went up against a vegan lady who wasn't even vegan. She ate a pretty good diet. She ate just whole foods plus fish and eggs. Yes. So, I mean, that's not even a bad diet that's all right. to me. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they pitted me against her and tried to make it vegan versus carnivore. Yes. And But uh, there, this was like a big food industry conference. Impossible Foods was there, you know, like all the big companies, like mm-hmm. the fake food companies were there, the Coca-Cola, the... The, everyone was there. Oh wow! And I, I it was pretty nerve wracking actually getting on this giant stage and I you know gave a presentation. Everyone else did a presentation on how we should be plant based and here's the best way to do our futures with fake meat. And then I got up there and was just like, nope, you guys yeah. are all wrong. 
we are made to eat meat. Here's like the whole history. Here's, you know, all this science and that we need to be eating more meat, not less. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, afterwards they, they had, since it was a food industry conference, had all kinds of interesting foods and, I got to try fermented shark. Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Carl, yeah, they eat it in like Iceland or something. What does it taste I, like? Is it just raw? Oh, absolute death! Like that. So natto was the second worst thing I've ever had in my life, and that fermented shark was by far the worst thing I've ever had. I almost died. I almost puked immediately. I ate uh, scorpions. I ate a uh, uh, balut. If you know that, that is the Filipino delicacy, no. which is a half formed embryo so it's like it's an egg like you crack open an egg that's developing and you eat the embryo oh no just insane i think i have seen a picture of it don't even look appetizing never mind (laughs) no i i ate it but after eating that shark it it was fine i was like huh it just tastes (laughs) like an egg yeah yeah i ate a scorpion i ate durian that fruit that tastes the smelly stuff yeah yeah but uh, you know it was all fun and games but then I got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, you sure, uh, what was it? Was it the shark or the, the embryo? <laughs> I think it was the shark. But yeah, a couple hours later, well, it was really funny. It was, I was out on a date too. <laughs> and oh, like wow. 20 minutes into the date, I'm like, well, I'm going to go puke because I have food poisoning. <laughs> no offense. It's not you. It's food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So you're not going back for seconds for the fermented no. shark? No. No chance. Do you think it was actually... Uh, something wrong with it or just your body couldn't cope with all that crazy extra stuff i think it was also it's 5 p.m when i was doing it so that stuff was sitting out all day i believe Mm -hmm. so i think just something was just you know it was just old it was just you can't leave stuff out all day yeah (laughs) reject Uh, your body just went nope (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) very good i did hear you talking on the one of your recent podcasts about the the lady angie having a conversation and and how well it went <laughs> you, yeah. well you thought it didn't it go as well as it could have done is that right weren't you saying yeah so? well we ended up having lunch together before our talk we oh. were kind of forced to and you know <laughs> we found some common ground and then after the we did our presentation and it was actually only a 10 minute little debate we did after it was really quick and we didn't get anywhere but yeah. then we talked for another hour mm. and i think it was cool that yeah. she she was kind of opening her eyes to a lot of my arguments yeah. and because she hasn't even heard this stuff before. She hasn't heard of Michaela Peterson and Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. going on an all me diet and curing everything, yeah. right? These public figures that that are going going out and saying it. Like, I cured everything. with. She's like, what? Okay. Mm. And then I showed her that woman, Tara Couture's Instagram, Slow Down Farmstead. And I'm like, this this woman is, she's a certified nutritionist, right? She's, mm-hmm. and she's, she only eats meat. Well, she's trying to heal Lyme disease. So currently she's only eating meat. But if she doesn't, you know, usually do that, but she would just eat her own vegetables. She grows sure. or fermented vegetables. Mm-hmm. And just, just this woman was amazed at these stories. And I, I, she kept trying to get me with her stupid, you know, bogus arguments. And I was mm-hmm. just like, no, here's, no. The, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. And so by the end, she was like, huh. And, and um, conversely, huh, she tried to do that to me. And I was like, I just broke it down. I said, no, you know, no, I know what you're talking about, but that's wrong. And I, I mean, I wish she could open my eyes to something because yeah. it would be helpful mm-hmm. for me to know. But no, she didn't open my eyes to anything. Mm. It just shows you how you can put the blinkers on, put the head down and, and not be aware of other stuff that's going on. Um, so she maybe needed to, to hear what you had to say. She might she might go off and 
think things over perhaps who knows i hope so yeah so brian i don't want to take up too much uh of your time i finally i ask everyone this question if you could give our listeners one final thought today one brian nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be well better body that that really to me is what everyone should be trying to do right in some way you don't have everyone not everyone has to be like a supermodel or anything but mm-hmm. I actually have a perfect phrase for this and I kind of base everything around this is eat densely, move intensely. Oh, nice. Nice. A snappy right? one. That's a snappy one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Eat densely, move intensely. Like that will change your, your body, change your life, change your health. You know, if you do that, it's, it's the opposite of eat less, move more. Mm-hmm. To me, that means nothing. Uh, you're just telling me, oh, you want to be rich? Oh yeah. Just spend less money than you make. You're like, oh, what? Okay. You're just yeah. like defining what rich means is that you've accumulated money. Like telling yeah. them to eat less, move more, just like tells them that that's how people gain fat is by not doing that. It doesn't yeah. help them figure it out. So eat densely, move intensely is an actionable way to lose weight. And it doesn't involve counting calories. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, I don't, I don't think I, you can and I'm in, you can track that and, and learn about c- calories and about food. But really, if you're eating nutrient dense foods, eat densely, nutrient dense foods, that's all the animal foods, all the nose, the tail, all the liver and mm-hmm. bits and pieces and, you know, low sugar vegetables, stuff like that. That's dense nutrition and you're full for the right amount of time you're full and you don't you can eat a big meal and you're not going to be hungry an hour later yeah and, and and then move intensely that means resistance training and intense exercise and pushing yourself you need to push yourself to signal to your body to get stronger mm. right it's it's like i even sometimes i'm working out and i'll, I'll be like you know, when I'm trying to push it at the last second, I'm like, I demand you get stronger. I'm like <laughs> saying this to myself. Like I'm doing this, these, you know, my 20th pull up and yeah. just I demand you to get stronger. And and that's what you need. You need to you can't just sit there and it's like, oh, I do like 10 push ups a day and that's just what I do. Then I do my 10 push ups. It's like, no, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not going to get stronger that way. Mm-hmm. So move intensely, sprint you know, go on a bicycle and, you know, ride fast for yeah. a short time, D- do uh, body weight exercises, do some weights and get out of there. You know, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to say people shouldn't do cardio, but mm. if you're just sitting there doing, you know, the treadmill on this steady state pace for an hour, that's mm. not really going to do anything. You're mm-hmm. probably just going to get hungrier, you mm-hmm. know, and just eat some more food later as a reward. Yeah. But I see these people and I, I just work out in my little apartment complex gym. You know, you don't have to get fancy. Yeah. And I'm in there. People are, you know, just getting warmed up on their, their long treadmill thing. And I'm in and out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm in there. I'm doing I'm going to failure. Right, you go to failure. I'm, I'm, I use a weight vest. I put 40 pounds weight vest on. I'll do 10 pull-ups, and I can't do a single one more. Then yeah. I take the weight vest off, and then I do 10 more. Nice. Right, and, and I do the same thing with like a dumbbell. It's super simple. You do that with dips, you know, push-ups, whatever. Just do, do that till failure, mm-hmm. and you'll see results. I love so, it. Densely, move intensely. Eat densely, move intensely. I have written that down. That's a keeper. <laughs> I can only do four pull-ups. <laughs> well, 
You know, you could do four pull-ups and then you could do an, like some sort of an assist if you can figure yes. out how to do an assist and then yeah. do four more with an assist. Yeah, no, it's good. No, you're, I'm the same. I, I'm an in-and-out kind of girl as well, unless I'm doing my calisthenics class and he makes me stay for an hour and a half. But <laughs> that's a lot of moving around and a bit of light stuff, a bit of heavy stuff. It's very good. I love it. It's, it's very enjoyable. And Brian, where is the best place for people to connect with you on the web if they want to come and stalk you now? <laughs> All the uh, different places. Yeah, my... My Instagram is kind of the main place, food.lies. Mm -hmm. And I have Food Lies anywhere. If you search for Food Lies on any platform, including YouTube, I have a bunch of videos on YouTube, yes. you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. And then sapien.org. Mm -hmm. Sapien.org is my main hub, my main company. You know, we're building health technology as well. We're trying to connect doctors and health coaches and patients. And, you know, maybe you could even work with us if you we were building technology to help health coaches yeah. connect with their clients, you know, and, and and track different metrics. And, you know, part of it would be to help type two diabetics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the specific case where we want to track their blood glucose and ketones and stuff like that. But then also just to track other things with anyone. Yeah. So say we're, we're kind of doing a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. And so there's the Sapien podcast and the Peak Human podcast. Is Peak Human Human just you and Sapiens the, the, the bunch of you guys all together? Is that right? Or I know, yeah. Peak Human is just I'm getting trying to get the worldwide leaders in 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 health and research and doctors. Yeah. And then Sapien is is a more fun, casual, conversational show that I do with my doctor partner, Dr. Gary. Mm -hmm. mostly and yes we have another guy Yaniv who's the producer of Food Lies and so we have people in Los Angeles in person we have them into our medical clinic and we have some fun talks awesome brilliant well Brian thank you so much for sharing all of your exciting stuff I am uh, excited to see the, the documentary coming out whenever it does who knows when <laughs> do you know when <laughs> it'll be next year next yeah, year it, yeah, it'll be you know maybe in the spring yeah Cool. Awesome. No, but thank you very much. I really enjoyed that chat today, Bran. Thank you for giving me your time. Very precious as it is. Sure thing. Well, thank you for having me on. I mean, I'm just doing this to spread the word. So you're helping me yeah. spread this. So thank you. Absolutely. It's your platform. <laughs> just before you head off, I want to say a big thank you for listening today. I truly, truly appreciate you. Now, I don't make any money from this show. I just wanted to tell you that it's all just a passion project and I hope it just kind of resonates with you. But if you do want to support the show, you can do so with Patreon. And if you aren't sure what that is, head on over to karamcclintock.co.uk forward slash support the show and you can find out more there. Bye for now.